Hello, and welcome to the Nature Wise podcast. We're talking about ancient wisdom, natural intelligence, and the regenerative revolution with inspiring guests, tips, tools, and stories that reconnect you to nature's wisdom and your inner wisdom. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Let's get started. Good morning, Poppy. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shamanic Sundays. It is good to be here with you today. Good. Yeah, good to see you all out there in the virtual world and in the real world. I want to start by giving thanks um, for everybody for showing up today, Poppy, for how you show up in the world every day, and uh, all the gifts of our lives and the ability that we have to be here together to see and hear and feel and all of the little miracles that had to happen today to bring us here together. So that's, that's an incredible, that's a beautiful thing. So um, we are here to, to share shamanic Sundays with you to share some of the wisdom that, um, that my dad, um, Dr. Tom Pinkson, has garnered in his 55 years of of working in the realm of shamanism and the incredible indigenous mentors that he has had and that my sister and I have been lucky to to know and to work with ourselves in many ways. So bringing their spirits in here and gratitude to their teachings and and they're trusting you with the bundle to carry that forward. Can you start off telling us a little bit? um, Well, is there anything you want to add to that to that morning prayer? As we start off here. Gratitude for the breath, gratitude for being able to see and feel and, and join our, our consciousness, our souls and our spirits here together to uh, help open a doorway to bring through healing light and, and, and love and, and uh, Kapuri energy chi from the great spirit for our lives, for our healing, for our strengthening of our walking our hearts past to completion and for being used by Spirit is channels for her healing love and light out into the world for healing of the sacred hoop, ancestor spirits. Oh, home for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Can you talk a little bit about what it means to um to to pick up and carry the medicine bundle in regards to shamanism and, and spirituality? Well. To be technically clear, uh, from from Guadalupe, my spiritual grandmother, I have her sombrero, I have beautiful a scarf that she made and, and embroidered uh, beautiful designs from visions and um, and uh, some sacred clothes I wear in ceremony. Yep. So I, I don't have a bundle from her on the physical plane. I have those spiritual items that that I wear in ceremonies and I connect with with grandmother and the spirit world and with the power of those those objects that I just mentioned every day my daily prayers and with the wheat rolls. So the bundle um but she did pass on a bundle to her her niece that she was very close with in, in her life and, and blessings to Maria mm-hmm. Felix doing that in a good way and wherever and however the bundle is and with gratitude to Guadalupe. So the bundle she gave me was more a spiritual assignment, mm-hmm. which I think I spoke about uh, recently. Uh, 
of um, in recognition of what she said, how the people in the north had had forgotten that that uh, what we call them in the north inanimate objects like rocks or or the fire uh, or or the mountain or the wind or the rain, uh, they're alive. They have consciousness. They have a spirit, and uh, and and it's from those spirits that we get our lives, and our lives are sustained. And so, if we're not in good relationship with those those spirits which means being thankful with gratitude and humility, recognizing uh, they don't need us, but we need them, that we're giving them daily gratitude from our hearts, things get out of balance. And, and to say the least, things are out of balance on every plane you can look at of this existence in this middle world at this time. Not by accident, but this feedback of how we're out of balance trying to get us to wake up. So the bundle that, that she gave me was, was to uh, go back and, and try to help people up in the north to remember Tatawadi, Grandfather Fires Alive. Mm-hmm. And communicates and all the creation is also. And we might be able to open ourselves to uh, to save ourselves and future humanity really is what it comes down to by, by coming back into uh, respectful, you might say alignment and an attunement with the way the universe actually works through its interconnected and interwovenness as compared to the pathology perception of separation which gets us into trouble so the bundle is to help help keep myself woken up as and wake up as much as i can and and help my brothers and sisters to wake up to the truth and who we are and why we're here sacred worthy luminous beings of love that are love that's forgiving and, and receiving and oh thank you thank you thank you thank you do you remember, can you tell us a little bit about the first time that um, you went into a shamanic ceremony and what that was like for you? And I know you've written a whole entire books about this. <laughs> so maybe just like the short, short abridged version for today. Yeah, well, first I got to try to remember. Okay. Look at the memory cells here. So give me a moment. Yeah. yeah. First, you're asking, just to make sure I'm with you. You're asking. Mm-hmm. But the first, my first, my memory of my first shamanic ceremony with other people. Correct. The first, first shamanic ceremony that you were involved in. Yeah. Led by one of your indigenous mentors. Yeah. Well, I think um, what comes up now, I, I'm not, don't quote me that it's accurate in terms of my memory. <laughs> of course. Right now is... Uh, when I went up with my sister Ilsa to spend uh, some time up at Rolling Thunder's place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Meditante. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, I'd heard him speak a number of times before. Yeah, I've been in ceremony before, mm-hmm. but um, not, not where sh- shamanic uh, work was taking place. So the first, uh, I think the first time of consciously being involved with shamanic work was when I was up at RT's place mm-hmm. back in, I don't know, 72 or something like that, 73. Yep. Yeah. I remember going there with Pia. But anyways, well, uh, go on. You didn't go to Metatonte. Oh, I didn't. You went to a three-day festival that RT was like one of the main people that up in, I don't know where it was, Sonoma or somewhere. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But you anyway. asked, you asked, I think you asked also about my its impact on me. Just your experience of, of going into your first ceremony, and maybe I should clarify more so it's more relevant for, for folks who are listening, like 
because I know um, a lot of people are curious about, you know, participating in a shamanic ceremony. Some people are nervous. Some people are scared. Some people have done some and would like to try again. But when you think back to your first shamanic ceremony, um, going into it, how did you feel? And what were some of the tools that you took out of it? That would be helpful for us to know about today. What I felt going into it was um, excitement, curiosity, mm-hmm. uh, following the path of, uh, apparently, as I look back on my life, the path of an adventurer, seeking, going out to explore what's possible in life, the adventure of that, trying to pull out as many plugs of possibility that are mm-hmm. limited from conventional uh, conditioning. So um, having already heard RT speak before, and uh, I was just really thankful to be there. I just felt like coming into the energy field of Benetante, uh, very peaceful, and but strong and sharp and clear and focused and grounded. And uh, like not people playing, but people really living in the same way. Mm-hmm. People there uh, under RT and his wife, Spotted Fawn. So that, uh, I felt... Uh, curious and anxious, not anxious, uh, excited, you know, to, wow, let's do this. This is a real opportunity. Let me really be present for this. And uh, when you speak about tools that came out of it, um, I think the primary, we we greeted every day, everybody in the camp would get up and do sunrise ceremony together around the sacred fire and and do prayers into the, into the fire. And uh, that just felt to me like coming home. Coming home, and I'd been involved with. Let's see, that was early '70s, so since the you know mid '60s, when I first got woken up with the help of sacred medicines, mm-hmm. uh, I'd been involved with uh, Asian uh, cosmologies and um, practices, yoga, meditation, and chanting, and and uh, Hindu, Buddhist, Taoist. Um, so I'd been in many of those kinds of ceremonies, uh, and shamanic work can take place in those cultures, but I wasn't uh, privy, you might say, to that in those cultures. It was more using those tools to help train and strengthen my concentration muscles and witness muscles and uh, that kind of thing. So coming out of the the, the ceremonies at RT was seeing the and feeling the the power of of, um, ritual attunement and alignment with the powers of, of the medicine wheel, the powers that come to us from above, below, and around each direction, and the power from the center, great spirit from which everything comes from. So I really got the power of, the, of, of, of getting up in the morning and um, and um, greeting that sun, which is which that medicine came to me in my first vision quest right around maybe a year before I, I first met RT. Mm-hmm. The power of the group group. Uh, ritual and focused attention, working with the spirits of this land as compared to the spirits of Asia or, or India, uh, with the cultures that I was working with previously. It was time to get in touch with the spirits of Turtle Island and work with those spirits, the ancestor spirits of this this land where I live. That's where I live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the importance of all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you, um, for those um, folks who are on and, and aren't familiar with Rolling Thunder, can you give us a little background on, on who he was? Oh, uh, yeah. Rolling Thunder was, um, he was part Cherokee and part, uh, I think, Cajun. 
and uh, he was what's called a um, not mixed, but a uh, medicine intertribal medicine man, very powerful uh, personality and energy, and and uh, and a very strong being, very strong being. There were a number of he became well known in the sixties and seventies. Um, there were a number of books written about him, one of which was uh, describing a some miraculous stuff he did at a conference of scientists that was videotaped, and uh, that, that word started to go out. Um, and then there were some books written about him, and then he was, uh, uh, I forget the name of the movie, uh, there was a movie with some Western hero guy uh, interacting with Indian people, and he got trying to help them preserve their land rights and their sovereignty rights, and some of the abuses that were being done to them. So some of the shamanic stories that were in that movie came from Rolling Thunder's life. Mm -hmm. I think he had some cameo role in that movie. And that was a that was like a, a hit movie for, uh, you know, in, in the hip scene, so to speak, mm -hmm. in those days. And so that and then the Bob Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder tour. Mm -hmm. Thunder had a had a role in that also. Mm -hmm. So. Um, he was a, he was uh, he was a good strong man and and he he gave me uh, uh, as you know he visited our home and he came to I was doing a vision quest class at a, at a college up in Marin at the time and he came and spoke to the to the, to the people there and uh, good relationship and I, I learned a lot from him mm -hmm. uh, blessings on your life RT and Spotted Fawn and your your family. Oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Good memories. Good memories of him. Yeah. Um so I'm thinking of, and honestly, I'm feeling a little bit um, of this. There, I know there's just the rates of anxiety and depression are so prevalent in, in um, Western societies right now. And and um and I'm feeling some of that today. And um, I'm guessing at least one other person watching this may feel that or have some feelings of that this coming week. So I'm thinking of how much people oftentimes have anxiety also going into ceremony. Like, you know, you're entering into the unknown, right? When you're going into a plant medicine ceremony or going off on, you know, vision quest out in the wilder, wild wildness. Um Anyway, so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the tools that that one can use going into ceremony um, to meet those kinds of challenges um, and how we might use those in the coming week if or to today as we're feeling those kinds of things. Kinds yeah. Of things. yeah. Let me see if I can take in what you just said. I got up at 430 this morning <laughs> in Santa Cruz where I was doing yeah. It's funny, I think we are all, you, me, mom, and Nicole, we we're all up at 4.30 this morning. Yeah, <clears throat> family unity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go back into your question. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask you ask it again. Of, of how, how um, just oh. uh, as people go into ceremony, when they're feeling anxiousness or depression, um, going into something, a fearful situation, or just facing those feelings. Um, what are some tools that are used in shamanic practice that could be useful for us in daily life today and in this coming week? Yeah. Well, one thing that comes to mind is, uh, first of all, um, let's, let's, 
roll it back a little bit from what you said. So we're not just talking about entering into a ceremony or vision quest, but um, how to make every day holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. I love that. How to make every day holy. Yeah, yeah this is the day we're given. You know, we're not yeah. given tomorrow. We're given today. This is it. So mm-hmm. let's do our best to make this day holy. Mm-hmm. Be present for it, you know. And um, and so with feelings of depression or despair uh, or, or negativity, mm-hmm. uh, important to, well, it's helpful for me to remember a couple of things. One is uh, feelings are energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feelings are energy. And my thoughts about my feelings are energy. Mm-hmm. And I have energy. And it's all energy. And I have a, uh, if I find myself in an energy state um, that I'm not enjoying, uh, then it's not by accident. There's a lot of reasons to be depressed about what's happening in the world. Tremendous. And the media, you know, just pumps it into us, mainlines it into us. We don't even have to tune into it. It's in the field, you know. So so what is anger depression sadness it's, it's i think those are natural feelings in response to what's happening in the world the horrors of of what, what's happening on so many levels the people the animals the plants the mother earth the mother ocean to the air i mean and uh i think if we didn't have those feelings we'd be something wrong with us given the challenges of today's time what's happening in the evolutionary cycle of, of life on this planet it's a rite of passage we're all going through and uh, in indigenous culture with every rite of passage, there's no guarantee. There's always, there's always a life death element to it on the physical plane. You could physically die. Mm-hmm. And so you have to face that. And there's no guarantee the person going through it is going to survive. It depends on how they show up and meet the challenges. Yeah. I think wonderful metaphor for what's happening in our, in our lives now. So to, to, how to, how, to me, the question is not that I'm, that I'm feeling depressed or angry or sad. I have a right to those feelings and no judgments and, and, and experience them. Um, but don't identify with them. Don't, don't say, that's me. Say, yeah, I'm experiencing fear. I'm experiencing anxiety. I can experience, see myself uptight or constricted or uh, heart closed. I, 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 my consciousness witnesses all of that, and it's not who I am. It's not who I am. So that helps open up a little space, a little, a little more breathing room, you might say. And then the next step for me is, uh, since now I'm not fighting and resisting those feelings through judgment uh, or trying to make it go away, I just open to experience them. So this is how I experience it somatically. And, and I notice with my witness the thoughts. Well, what are my thoughts that are running in my, between my ears that, either, that, that maybe feed that, mm-hmm. feed those feelings? Again, without any judgment, but recognizing the more I can see, catch the thoughts that, that contribute to those feelings, the more I'm empowered to pull a plug on them if I want. No power to pull a plug on them if I don't face them. And then bottom line, as I'm going on here for a while, is um, so given the truth of what I'm feeling, given the truth of whatever it is, the real question is not that I'm feeling it, but how can I create a response to it? How can I create a relationship with the truth of what I'm experiencing in my human form and my ego identified brain? How can I create a response to it all? How can I interact with this energy in a way that helps me use that energy, the way the surfer connects with a wave and uses the wave, the power of the wave, which they don't create to 
go where they want to go and have a good time if, if they've taken the time to develop the skill which you and I are both working on and you're doing a lot better than me. <laughs> Depends on the minute, right? <laughs> but up in the ocean, it's great to see you when you stand up. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> sorry, about the real I thought thing. you mentioned that riding the waves of life. I guess oh, with all of it. I mean it all because it's all connected. Yeah. So bottom line, you know, whatever we're feeling or experiencing in response to what's happening in the field, what's happening internally, it's like the existential question, like an arrow right into the bullseye says, okay, you're alive now. You're aware of what you're feeling. You're, you have some awareness of thoughts that are contributing to those feelings. What do you want to do about it? How do you want to create a relationship to it all? You can run an old program and be victim to it. That's very seductive inside of me. If I'm not paying attention, I can go to that really quick and poor me or, or you know, the victim of angry at the person causing or situation causing my pain and, uh, and create more suffering. Or um, I, can, I, can, I can pull a plug, like I said, pull a plug on it and say, Tomas, how can you, uh, in this moment of being alive, do you want, to, you want to run out and experience the consequences of your choice to play the victim role? Or do you want to, <clears throat> excuse me, acknowledge in this moment if it's true for you you know i've had enough suffering in this moment i don't want to create suffering i want to i want to use my consciousness and breath that comes in clean with each new intake of oxygen to co-create with spirit a different experience and i have to look at what 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 do you want different what experience you want to experience so i got to take responsibility for i'd like to feel some inner peace i'd like to feel some comfort i'd like to feel some some faith that somehow in ways I can't see, it's all gonna work out. Bigger's power's working here and I just need to show up with my faith and trust and you know, one paddle at a time, one breath, one foot step forward, going with that faith and trust that, uh, that uh, as long as I'm following my heart and my integrity uh, and, and trying to be a good kind person and, and not just serve ego, but serve spirit, I'm gonna be taken care of. It's all gonna work out. In fact, it's already working right now for the greatest good, I just can't see it. There's some work for me to do to open my vision, uh, open the doorway so I can, so that greatest good can come through. So I put my attention into that thought form, those kinds of thought forms, that's very different than, than the thought forms that can create more suffering for me uh, with the victim programming. Yeah, yeah. It, re it reminds me, thank you for that. Um, it reminds me, I remember when I was in college, I was studying sports psychology and I'm reading some research report about a group of chiropractors who had gone over to the Himalayas and were studying work, the Sherpas and how did they, who are, you know, carrying hundred pounds, hundreds of pounds of equipment up and down, you know, huge mountains, so many days of their lives, not have back trouble. Right. And um, because there was no no reports of them having back trouble. So they um, started digging in deeper and doing interviews. And um, and as they met with the folks and got to know them more, they started opening up. And yeah, of course, I have back trouble. What are you talking about? I, I always have back pain. Um, but they just didn't give it a name and and didn't give into it. So I think there's like such a balance between. Um, a young person that I am very close to recently said something about wanting to like feel the full range of human emotions, but have better tools to deal with the challenging ones. Right. So I think there's incredible power in recognizing meeting whatever's there 
um, but not giving it a name and getting sucked into it. Like, like you were just talking about, that was a really great visualization. Um, it also reminds me of in ceremony, you know, one of the instructions you, you give folks oftentimes as we're going in ceremony and as things come up is, you know, if, if, if some spirit animal shows up or some, you know, ancestor spirit shows up or, you know, energy shows up and it, and it brings up some intense energy for you to like welcome it and ask it why it's there. Like, what do I need to, why are you here? What can I learn from you? What do, what do you need from me? Like, why are you calling out to me? So that feels like that is kind of along the same lines. So, um, yeah. So what you were just sharing, I, I I like to ask you to lead us in a visualization, but that kind of was a visualization in a way of, of how we meet the different feelings of the day and the times. So um, are there any other thoughts or prayers or blessings you want to give us for the today and the week ahead? Dropping into your shamanic wisdom. Well, it's not my shamanic wisdom, it's shamanic <laughs> wisdom. We all have access yeah. to, I don't know. <laughs> and uh it starts with uh, awareness and intention and then attention, making a conscious choice about what we put our attention into, because what we put our attention into takes scattered energy and it makes like a laser and psh, there's power in that. So that's why it's important to pay attention to what we're, we're thinking so we can pull the pl- we can catch an awareness of thought forms of limitation and, and negativity and, and uh, that, that creates suffering through attachment and, and ignorance and self-importance, ego self-importance, and many other aspects of, of that. So with the gift of our awareness and giving ourselves permission as human beings to experience the full circle, you might say, the holy wholeness of all that we're capable of feeling as human beings. and. and in an animal body with a reptilian brain and a monkey mind, all the feelings that, and sensations we can, we can experience in this human experience in this human body. And not label any of them are, ja- or, are bad. Oh my God, I shouldn't feel that way. Uh, if a feeling's coming up, it, it, it was triggered by some stimuli. So it's an opportunity, if the, if the feeling's an unpleasant one or a frightening one or a scary one or a, hurtful one. It, it, it's, it's really like a, a flashlight of awareness on waking up that this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to drop in and go deeper and, and go down to the roots of where, where this feeling's coming from. And look at what the beliefs are, look what the thoughts are, and how much of those are based on unconscious uh, condition uh, thought forms that that were kind of inculcated when you were a child you didn't choose them they were just part of the environment and you ate and breathed in that uh, in our western cultures based on that perception illusionary perception of separation it's all about the individual as separate from other individuals and it's that sense of separation that causes the pain and suffering and so listening to our feelings giving ourselves permission to listen to those feelings and like you said very beautifully i thought uh, what's this feeling's not happening by accident so let me just open up it's, it's trying to get my attention about something so let me go to it without any judgments and and that that, that in itself just opens the doorway of awareness if we hold that intention to, to grow in our lives uh, to see what information comes through opening that doorway opening that 
doorway, all through the gift of our awareness. And when we bring our awareness into what's true, because whenever we put our attention into something, a thought form that's true, we get juicier. Uh, we get, this polishes up our stardust. And the reverse is true. We put our energy into thought forms that are, that are not true, and there's constriction, there's, 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 there's uh, tightening. Mm. And then that causes inflammation, and that's a cause of a lot of uh, disease that we know that uh, Western medicine finally is, is acknowledging the role the mind plays and feelings play. So we want to use the gifts of awareness attuned to feelings to give ourselves permission to feel whatever we're feeling and explore the roots of it and also to access the power. If I don't like what I'm feeling and experiencing in this moment, take hold of the truth that this moment is the only time you have to be able to experience what you want to experience. Take, home, take, take hold of that moment like in your hand and grasp it. So this moment is all I've got. And I have no guarantees when this next breath leaves that there won't be a, uh, there'll be a new breath. So let me be present for this breath. And let me make a conscious choice about how to fuel, how to use the fuel of this gift of life force. Taking ownership that I have the ability to co-create with spirit's help and that energy that comes in with the breath, whatever I want to experience. Do I want to experience pain and suffering? Activate the, or, or let the, the, the uh, unconsciously conditioned uh, suffering thought programs run. Then they produce the pain and suffering. But if you get to the point in your life, like I did many years ago after creating a lot of suffering, uh, self-induced suffering, said, I, I've had enough pain and suffering in my life. So the degree that I have any control over that, I don't have control over everything, shit happens. It's a great mystery. But I do have the potential to be in control of how I respond to whatever happens. And I want to do the best I can to increase my ability to do that skillfully and fruitfully, co-creating with spirit, that experience of what's true on the deepest level of our being, our interconnectedness, the deep inner peace that lives at the center of our being, the deep inner peace, the center of calm, of strength, a place of beauty and wisdom and creativity through our access, connectedness to the, to the great spirit. And just to take in the gift of being alive in this moment, the gift of being able to receive what spirit creates, the breath of life and gives it to us. We don't know how to create it. It's given to us freely. So taking it in and giving thanks. Thank you for this, this breath of life. Thank you for sacred right now. Thank you for the gift of a human incarnation, a body that can feel and a mind that can self-reflect and a soul that's infinite and this opportunity in being alive to make a conscious choice at what I want to experience right now the only time i can ever experience it so may we all to whatever degree each of us chooses open our conscious awareness with gratitude to the opportunity being alive to connect with that deep inner peace inside of us the infinite unconditional light and love that lives inside of us 
a gift of grace, the opportunity in being alive to breathe into it and help those metaphorical flowers of kindness and love and tenderness and creativity and joy and courage to grow brighter and stronger. And fruits of that, may we take them out into the world, the gifts that each of us have to help in the healing of the sacred who. May it so, may it be so. Thank you for the for the blessing that you are and blessings on your life. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the blessing that you are, blessings of your life. And uh, yeah, not be shamanic Sundays and let's all keep connecting to our deep inner wisdom and, and letting our flowers blossom. Thank yeah, you thank so much for being here. Thank you, Kimmy, for you and Nicole for helping make it happen. Yeah, you. our tech, Nicole, thank you. Love you so much and love to all of you. Have a great, right. we'll see you next Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Thank you. Take care. Thanks again for joining us today. Make sure to check back regularly for more inspiration. And if you enjoyed this, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave a review on Apple Podcasts telling us what you learned. Also share it with a friend via text or email. Remember, most of all, you are a sacred, worthy, luminous being, and we are so thrilled to share this regenerative journey with you.